Hey folks, before we get started, it's me, Jeremy, and I wanted to let you know that we are still collecting FileMaker origin stories. We've interviewed about 60 people so far and from all experience levels, but yours is needed as well. Please drop me a note wherever you can find me or email me at info at geistinteractive.com. We'll find a time to talk. And now FileMaker origin stories, episode seven. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey, from coming to FileMaker as a user to needing a backend for a web page. Each story is worth sharing. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my conversations with... Okay, Beverly both. Hi, my name is David Wikström, and I run my own company, Common Case Data. I'm a self-employed FileMaker developer since 12 years now. I am Mike Duncan with Solent Consulting. Beverly, David, and Mike share their unique FileMaker origin stories. As you listen today, think of how your own story is similar to or different from theirs. I begin our interview asking where they were before they found FileMaker. First, Beverly. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'd actually been working as a programmer, and so um, storing data, retrieving data, and reporting on data, something I've been doing for several years before I did a professionally FileMaker. And um, I helped my mother with her Apple IIe uh, using Apple Works, and I also did some custom programming. She then upgraded to Elisa and tried out Microsoft File and absolutely hated it. Said it was terrible, didn't like it. Next, David. No IT background whatsoever. Uh, I studied languages, humanities, uh, philosophy, economic history, and I was doing a PhD in economic history. And then at that point, I had been like through school, uh, high school, university, whatever, studying, 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 and not really doing much else. So I was kind of fed up with that for after like one year of my, into my PhD. So I decided to try to get a job. And with my background, I got a job as a research assistant at this archives and library in Stockholm, Sweden at the time where I grew up. Well, I grew up in Malmö, Sweden, but I had moved to Stockholm at that time. So um, I started searching for information in the, in the archives for this uh, this research project. Next, Mike. I guess I never I never set out to be any kind of developer programmer. My background was a little more in in art art um, study, so I kind of came in through it uh, into it through there. Originally, I got kind of studying to be a uh, web developer and web design, and figure it out. You know, kind of early on that. Hey, you can make more money if you knew how to program a web page. Beverly, David, and Mike found the platform in different ways. So we got this floppy disk that said FileMaker, and it wasn't even Claris at that point. It was it was before Claris got it, and we liked it. And when Claris came out with their version, we got that and used that. And that information was to be input into these the software running on these strange Max I had never seen before, and that was FileMaker. So that's how I met FileMaker in 1996. FileMaker, I think it was, I think it must have been version two or three, I'm not quite sure. Mike found FileMaker via web programming. What an interesting avenue. So, got into it that, uh, 
back then around you know circa filemaker two filemaker three lasso was kind of the, the way to do any kind of integration or if you remember uh claris had their own markup language cdml i got started with that so that was kind of my, my way in eventually he did find filemaker and just some of the opportunities around me uh you know the first you know, like integrating with the database was was FileMaker. I had an older brother it was really influential on me. He was in the computers like way before I was, and one of the systems that he worked on was uh, a FileMaker database. So he was kind of into that too before I was. Like Beverly and David, Mike started in the early days. That was, uh, I mean, I think the earliest one that I worked with was two, but it was mostly like three and or like or I still remember four coming out. And that was, four was the one that had Claris' own markup language. Beverly, David, and Mike's first steps into the FileMaker platform was profound. Well, I started early, but um, I'll go with professionally. I started in, in version 2.1. I was working as an in-house developer. Well, actually, it wasn't developing at that point, um, but it was a project that was using FileMaker. And mm-hmm. then after that project was done, I said, hey, I can do this, and uh, decided that I would start doing FileMaker along with web development at that point. Uh, and then at the end, I think we got as far as version 4. And then, of course, at the time, relationships were just coming into FileMaker. But at this time, when that database was created that I was inputting the information into, um, there were no relationships yet. And I pretty soon figured out that to input the data that we were collecting, we needed relationships. So the guy who was formally in charge didn't really want to deal with that. So I read the manual and the rest is history. Uh, I was kind of dabbling around with it and then trying to get a job. And my first real job was like, a web developer doing uh, a web version of uh, uh, some of their FileMaker forms. So that was good in that, you know, it was my first kind of, you know, real paying job uh, working with some, uh, a couple really good FileMaker developers. Given their entry point was in FileMaker two to four days, Beverly, David, and Mike had to find creative ways to learn the platform. I I don't know. I just got into it and started learning whatever the functions were, whatever the scripts were, um, you know, reading anything that anybody posted. I was on probably every forum that I could find at the, at the time. If anybody put out a book, I probably bought it and read it, you know, mm-hmm. marked it up, do it <laughs> all over the place and notated and, and, you know, something to kind of flag me as a, if I had to thumb back through it and find something. Uh-huh. Um, just, just learning. And, and I see on the, the forums at the time were, were just pretty basics of no, no way to put attachments. And so it was all text and people would ask their questions very succinctly. And the replies were very one, two, three, four, five. Here's what you do, uh, which again, made them very searchable, but it was all email back and forth or AOL if you happen to be on that, but it still was basically email. I broke the database we had a number of times. I think that's been, yeah, I mean, that's been my, like from breaking, I spent a lot of time breaking Windows uh, 3.11 as well. And like in the beginning, that was really my learning process, uh, trial and error. And at some point, 
getting things to work? Um, it was pretty much just all self-taught, just getting the, uh, getting the manual and getting, getting a hold of the program and, and trying to make it work. I did have like that first kind of real job was good in that, uh, one of the guys I worked with, uh, Tom Parker was his name. Like he was a really good FileMaker developer back then. So it was nice to have him as a resource. Anytime I had questions, I could just pop over to his office and, hey, how would you do this? And he would point me in the right direction. And their first apps were about solving business problems. FileMaker was able to handle it. Okay. Well, using the Apple Works was um, kind of easy because things were built in. The programming, of course, was straight code from the beginning, and, and data was stored in, in data tags. Um, but moving to the Macintosh, of course, was much easier because it was all user interface, and, and it was easier for her to use as well. And so using um, projects that were very much like the same thing we did in AppleWorks, but on any version of like VisiCalc for the spreadsheet and, 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 you know, whatever word processor there was at that time was much faster, much better. And um, FileMaker then became the database that, that was part of that trilogy of, of what we got, had in AppleWorks. So it was much easier for her to use. Um, Still pretty basic stuff, but much more even than what they had in Apple Works. Beverly's apps were wide ranging. I well, I don't know. She did invoicing. She did um, accounting. She did um, say bill of materials. It's hard to remember what all she did, but I I know that she needed to print out invoices um, <laughs> for people, and there was nothing. No templates that did that based on the data that was there. So you had to create your own. And so that was it. The ease of the data coming back out in a nice report was really what she was looking for. Yeah. And I also think uh, to take up one of my Steckenfelder, as you would say in German, hobby horses, one of the things that made FileMaker as a software be available at the, at this in this organization was like more public funded research institute, not really a company is that it was localized into Swedish. And I think that otherwise they probably wouldn't have used a piece of software since it was really a very non-techy place of work. So I think that that was really important for me. And I think for a lot of other developers from Europe, at least, um, the fact that FileMaker has been localized, not just the interface, but the whole programming thing, made it more easily accessible at the time. I think that was still 4.0 with a company called they're gone now called the forms express and they they had a whole business built around uh uh like a set of forms for uh, home inspectors to use on their their apple newtons and they go through and click the thing and they had built this integration piece that that pulled in the forms to a filemaker database so that was around the time that uh apple had killed off the newton (laughs) Mm-hmm. And they needed a plan to to support you know other things. So you know, we looked at web-based forms to connect those up to FileMaker. So uh, it was all the challenges of you know these massive forms trying to get them back into a FileMaker database, and that was kind of my first my first uh, real job with FileMaker. Their apps solved many problems. Um, I don't. I think probably simple stuff like recipes and 
you know, anything where you're, you know, collections of books and anything like that, that where you just want to be able to quickly store. My dad used Apple Works quite a bit for some of the stuff he used um, that needed to be stored and retrieved. And, and Excel just doesn't get it. A Word document just doesn't get it or Word processor, whatever was used um, back then. And even Apple Works was, was good, but having that graphical interface i think just made it much more and so mm. i think he put everything in that you know when he was finally doing a database that where you need to actually store retrieve and report in a much more um graphical way that you can't necessarily get otherwise yeah. oh i definitely i definitely know in and out i could talk talk about that for a long long time so this is a very like uh, to the north american um listener maybe unfamiliar area somewhat but this was at the uh basically the trade union archives and library so there was a research pro uh, project for the uh, centenary of the swedish uh, tuc or uh, aflcio equivalent somehow though it's also very different the Swedish Social Democratic run uh, trade unions about all the flags of the local unions. Each lo locale had their own flag. And then we were, a person was doing actually her PhD on the, all these flags through more than a hundred years of trade union history in Sweden. So basically we had a picture. So it was an image database already at the time. Pictures were taken of all the flags throughout Sweden uh inserted into the database we tried to identify the artist and this was the information i was looking for in, in the archives why did they pick the color why did they pick the the motif on, on the flag uh and who was the artist when was it actually made what's the condition of it where is it being stored today and then later on we also used that to do uh, an exhibition where we had a kiosk mode runtime of filemaker that people could look at while they were visiting the, in the exhibition we also had like these extracts of the database with like the story behind each of the flags and the, the possibility to search on your own city or your own uh, profession or whatever you were interested in Mike, in particular, has an interesting anecdote about FileMaker saving the company lots of money over time. You know, back at the time, the, the whole print industry, it was a big deal to order just a set of forms for uh -huh. Home Inspector. Because you couldn't just, you know, create your own forms. You had to have them, like, approved by the state or, you know, wherever you were doing inspections. So, uh, like, a one-year supply just for paper forms for one inspector, I was told, was around, like, $20,000 just to get the paper forms. Oh. And then once you got the paper forms, filled them out, somebody had to then, you know, take that paper form and type in everything that had been entered off of it. So, you know, they were selling packages with the Newton, and I don't know what the, you know, typical price range for, you know, uh, buying our program plus a Newton, you know, it's between like five ten thousand $10,000. You were saving a good, you know, ten fifteen thousand $15,000 just overusing paper forms. So... Yeah. Beverly even used FileMaker to help her write a book on FileMaker. Yeah, when cool. I wrote my book, I, that's what I did is I stored references and, and snippets and PDFs and links and all kinds of things in there for me to reference back out. We don't come to the FileMaker platform with nothing. Beverly, David, and Mike had previous skills that helped them out. 
Uh, it, it did, but only in being able to to understand the structure of how data needs to be stored. Okay. Um, I, it wasn't even at SQL at that point. It was just, you know, here's the data, and it was all mostly columns. And, you know, using the functions, I think, knowing how to put data together, whether it's adding a column numbers or, you know, concatenating or pulling apart data because you'll get an address from somebody that's, you know, four lines of, of text and you go like, well, I really need, you know, six or seven fields to actually hold this data. So how to, how to pull that apart into where it was more usable, more searchable, more mm -hmm. uh, flexible in, in whatever you needed to do. So some of that was there. Nice. I think okay. the programming helped that. Yes, most definitely. I think philosophy, uh, critical thinking in general, analytical thinking, more like the most directly translatable, ob obviously being logic and formal logic. I also think that even where I went to, uh, where I did when I studied economic history, it was they were kind of good with methodology in general. How you structure things when you do research, you don't just sit down and write things. It, it's kind of structured and uh you should like the validity of arguments is something you can translate even into programming okay you have these premises and if you want to arrive at a certain conclusion you need to have all the facts beforehand before you can arrive at the output so i think that's something in general university studies are definitely not wasted Beverly, david and mike continued their career in filemaker from that filemaker 2 era to where they are at today Oh boy. Well, you know, the standard contact database, uh, things with products and invoicing, things with inventory, um, just about anything that you can put in a database, I probably have worked on. Because wow. my focus was also web at the time, I was trying to find ways to integrate FileMaker with web in some way. It might have uh -huh. been that it was just a straight export as text uh, with tags around calculated HTML tags around it um, until there actually was a web publishing method to use. And then when there was, I learned that. So um, a lot of that was learning how to do that and then using that as, as a leverage because people needed it, but not everybody wanted to learn that. And I was already doing web. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it actually took some time for me to, uh, so this was basically 96, 97, 98, I was working there. And then I was kind of zigzagging through different jobs where I had a little bit of just whatever kind of job to pay the, pay the uh, rent, et cetera, I could find where there were sometimes a little bit of computers organizing information now and then like marketing assistant there they had this file maker thing for their address databases so my first full-time gig as a professional developer was probably like 2000 in stockholm still at what okay. was then a filemaker solutions alliance member so i worked there for a while uh as a full-time developer uh doing filemaker well and then i after a while i decided to move to france and it's really in France that I had, once again, my first job was more organizing conferences about cancer research. So once again, they had a FileMaker database taking care of all the abstracts from people applying and all the like registrations, whatnot. 
So that whole process had, there was a FileMaker database in place already, FileMaker 6, I think at the time. And then I kind of took over that. So I had a, many years of being a FileMaker user. And then maybe 2002, three, I had a first job with another FileMaker Business Alliance member. And then it was only in 2007 that to me, I really became a, really a professional developer at uh, Lazarus Multimedia at that time, which now is uh, Listeria's one of the biggest FileMaker companies in Europe and the world. David's story continues. Uh, I had been working for six months at uh, Lazarus Multimedia in France, and I was actually quite happy there and learned a lot. Definitely took the jump from citizen developer to professional developer there, I would say. Uh, and then my wife got a job in Vancouver, BC uh, as a postdoc researcher. So then we moved. And then I, I was looking for a job there and uh, I, um, you don't really in BC, you don't really get a full-time job in the IT business. And that's not how it works. So I actually started my own company just in, able, in order to be able to do subcontracting. But then soon enough, I got my own clients. And then I, for like maybe a couple of years, I still did some subcontracting on the side. And then progressively, I only have clients, direct clients on my own. Uh, that first one, it was it was because um, I was more of a web developer, okay, and had you know I dabbled some in doing the the CDML part, so I got hired in for that. And then yeah, okay. go, you know, subsequent jobs, it was because they were already using FileMaker, and I had experience built up in that, just nice. just okay. building thing. So, Mike sees these origin stories in an interesting light. How we come to the platform and those first app days that we go through are preparing us for greater things. Yeah, that's kind of, but I guess just as interesting as, you know, the origin was, it's kind of uh, what I like to think of as your your house band days. So okay. what I mean by that is uh, um, uh, there's a story about the Beatles. Now the Beatles got started before they were the Beatles, before they were known, they were just a house band at some bar in Germany where they just, they played like every, they were the band going on every night. So that got them a lot of practice, a lot of experience and, and built them up to where when they, you know, launched their first record, they had already had, you know, years of, of playing experience. So, um, are you saying you're like the Beatles? No, I'm just saying that's kind of a, this was an idea put forth by uh, Malcolm Gladwell in his book okay. Outliers. And you may have heard like that that principle of like the ten thousand hours. Yeah. So ten thousand yeah. hours to you know, that's kind of the the range of you know mastering a subject. So, and that equates to around you know if you're working eight hours a day. Uh, five days a week, you know, around 10 years worth of time put in to really, uh -huh. you know, mastering a subject. Mike's house band days paid off for him. Yeah. Um, and I kind of put in that, you know, those, uh, those years working both at, uh, different, uh, in-house places and working for a couple different consultant firms, but, you know, kind of just, just the, doing the grind and putting in your time. Beverly, David, and Mike started in the FileMaker platform's infancy. They have a lot of knowledge, but they have not rested on their laurels. Instead, they have kept growing and learning. Wow. <laughs> I, I still have clients that I started with, you know, more than 10 years ago. And, of course, have evolved what they've got. Um, 
I think I'm going to be really interested in, in the new stuff that's coming along. And of course, JavaScript in the web viewer, um, because I have the web background, it's going to be, okay, mm -hmm. I get it. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's see what, see what we can cook up. That's really cool. But in addition thinking, well, you know, that's not the only thing. And, um, just whatever I couldn't do before for a client that said, here's my request. And I go, look, I can pound through it. It'll take me three years and maybe we'll get it and I can get a plug-in and maybe that'll do it and maybe it <laughs> won't. And, you know, custom functions that it just didn't do what they really wanted. Whereas there are new features that begin to say, like, like the file uh, steps that they put in 18 go, just, I wish that I had those way back when, because that's what I was doing, a lot of exchange of data through mm -hmm. files. And um, even the plugins didn't always have exactly what you needed to do with that. So, uh, you know, just excited of, of whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be. We'll just go with mm -hmm. it and, and learn and, and grow with them. So I'm going to make you very happy, Jeremy. Guess um let's see here auto enter calcs <laughs> yeah uh, no i'm i'm obviously doing uh this online course uh, on javascript because i've been dabbling in it uh like whenever i had to for a number of years without really understanding the the fundamental underpinnings of it so i thought it was time so so that's as far as learning goes uh that's the like official kind of study learning i'm doing and then I'm always learning doing new st stuff for my clients. Uh -huh. So there I recently learned at this industrial uh, production site in Germany, I had to learn a lot of new stuff about a little bit about engineering and electronics, electricity, but also about some very old school 1990s SCPI uh, commands via sockets to have FileMaker run machines that test other machines basically and then okay. pairing that with some data api for some of the the new stuff we're developing but it's um, so I, I always try to learn i try to take on clients that are as different as possible from what i've done before because like uh -huh. the opportunity to, to learn new people new activities and new technologies though maybe not even mostly new technologies is really what what one of the things i love the most with uh my job as a product developer and, consultant. Um, I'm doing more the uh, AWS and solutions architect, which um, it's kind of been an easy transition because it's a lot of the same principles, a lot of the same stuff that you, that you had to figure out as a, say, as like a, an in-house developer, not necessarily just FileMaker, but, you know, where you're having to deal with some infrastructure and you have to answer a lot of people's questions or help set up networking and, um so that's been an interesting transition, but I don't see myself totally getting away from FileMaker. Yeah, um, I still do plenty of that, and you know I think that fits in well with this whole uh, cloud direction that we're going in. David has an interesting insight into FileMaker old timers learning. Yeah, and I also think that there, there's so much. I mean, some old timers have always been learning a lot, but there's a lot to, and I I hope I've been able to be one of those. But there's a lot to learn from a different perspective, from like a f formal understanding of uh, some of the un like underlying concepts of uh, programming, for instance, which 
I definitely have not studied. Beverly, David, and Mike are FileMaker developers, and they came to the platform in pretty diverse ways. Beverly started using the FileMaker platform before it was associated with Claris to support her mom's family business and found that she could actually develop after using it for data entry. David also started using the platform for data entry, but found interest in developing as well. He has a long career of working in various FileMaker jobs, but eventually found his way to work on his own. Mike Duncan gave us his origin story. He found FileMaker through his web development jobs. He used the CDML language to connect web pages to FileMaker. His origin story sounds nice, but you know, he alluded to a darker, more sinister one. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of fun, uh, origin story. So for me, it was, I was out to the opera with my parents. They took me to the opera and uh, we ended up leaving early and we uh, exited through the side door, walking through the alley. And a guy walked up to us and uh, he handed me a copy of the, back at that time, it was FileMaker 2.0. Ridiculous. Then he killed both my parents. Their stories show just some of the diverse ways people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. Thanks to Beverly and David and Mike for their stories. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more origin stories, so reach out at info at geistinteractive.com and offer to share your Claris FileMaker origin story. Stay tuned next week for more FileMaker origin stories. We will feature three more developers that came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you next week.